everybody. Welcome to Comics on Infinite Earths. This episode is actually a continuation one from, I think, three years ago, because I'm a clumsy screw-up, and I forget that we <laughs> leave things hanging. Uh, and then I was reminded by a listener, like, hey, are you ever going to get around to this? What are we getting around to, Jacob? What, is, what story are we continuing? A world without Superman. Yes. That's, that's what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Death of Superman, I believe we did in uh, 2016, and then we left it hanging. And I just, I'm serious, I totally forgot. If you're waiting around, sorry. Um, so... This one is confusing for me. I tried finding the books, and I got a, a, an amalgam of books, and I thought I was done, but then I got to the end, and I was confused. Now, okay, so I have – this is going to be World Without Superman, and we're also discussing Reign of the Superman. Um, and on the side of Reign of the Superman, it says three. What are the other parts? I don't – so is the first one Death of Superman, the second one Funeral for a Friend, then Reign of the Superman is part three? Yeah, after that is Return of Superman, Son and of a- then after that it- – Doomsday. Damn it. Now, okay, so we're going to have to do another one. Hopefully it won't be three years before we continue because I didn't realize it continues. So, because I was left on a cliffhanger and I was really bummed. So, okay. So, be aware right now. This is like two or three. We're doing a, we're doing a trilogy here, people. We're doing the Lord of the Rings of Superman of podcasting. That sense makes no sense. <laughs> Forget I just said it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so the, here's the thing is I got the book, The Original World Without a Superman. Now, it's called Funeral for a Friend. Uh, in the reprints, is, is, which one do you have? Do you have World or Funeral? I have Funeral uh, for a friend. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the very first time this was printed up, this is the version I have. Back when graphic novels cost you seven fifty, kids, this is a nine-issue trade paperback, and I got it this cheap. That's insane how – like back then – they thought, well, we'll just cut, well, you know, well, they're not getting the actual issues themselves, which are worth a lot of money. We'll do a reprint. Um, same quality, same quality paper and everything. Everything, the content's the same. But back then, they're like, well, people don't want to pay full price for reprints, so we'll only charge like 50 cents a dollar an issue. And now sometimes you get, like, I can't fucking believe how expensive trade paperbacks are now. Sometimes you look and you're like, I might as well just go get the damn issues. I don't understand. Just the convenience value? Yeah, at least wait and, uh, yeah. That's definitely what it is. Uh, sometimes with some issues in some comics, I ended up just waiting. But whenever it came to like detective interaction or uh, what they have right now, the Doomsday Clock uh, issue, like the Watchmen uh, DC crossover, uh-huh. those ones I want to get in the actual issues. Which has nothing to do with Doomsday, correct? No, oh, no, not at all. Okay. No, it's – although if he got involved, yeah, Dr. Manhattan could just destroy him in a heartbeat. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so – go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, but of course uh, Funeral for a Friend, this whole uh, volume, deals with like the repercussions of what happened after Superman's death. Like you know, crime started going on the rise. Vigilantes were popping up. And of course the B-list uh, – the A-list Justice League came in to pay their respects and to even help out with the – even answering something as little as all these little fan email uh, – fan mail mm-hmm. to Superman. You know, everything was just written to the Daily – um, no, not the Daily Bugle. God, I'm getting universes mixed up. <laughs> the Daily Planet. Damn it. They both have Daily in them. Sorry. <laughs> and then over in uh, the Image Universe, they have the Bugle Planet. The Planet Bugle. <laughs> I, now, is everything like mixed up? Are Peter and Spider-Man the same? Uh, wait, are Spider-Man and Superman the same guy? Is that what it is? You know what's weird is I just now realized I no longer have the signed edition of the Death of Superman by Dan Jurgens. I went to the oh. uh, I went to the Superman Museum in Metropolis, Illinois, 
And there were so many of them. It was like a bin of like a couple hundred. And they were selling them for just a couple bucks a piece because they were so overloaded and didn't sell as well as they thought they would. Um, I don't know what the hell I did with it. I must have sold it back in the day when I was desperate for cash and on eBay. Everything was oh, worth something oh. 15 years ago, but not now. Um, Damn. And, you know, it's funny. is my uncle, he uh, he had a comic book business. Well, actually, he still has a comic book business because he uh, sponsors the show and gives us comics. I should probably say that... Um, um, Oh my like god! Right I have am- amnesia. Oh my god! Uh, loves to read. Loves to read on eBay and Amazon. Uh, he sells a bunch of comics and he likes to give us stuff to read for the show. I don't know why I forgot mm. that. That's ridiculous. Um, and, and and his it, and his comedy team, Broken Pencil, they go around the uh, Midwest, Great Lakes region, doing like mini tours of improv comedy. If you ever happen to see that available, Broken Pencil. Uh, I was going to say, oh, oh, so he ran a comic book business during this time period. This is like when he was peak, you know, speculation buying. And I remember he got, I think, if I remember correctly, he bought 50 bagged versions of the Death of Superman, which came in the black bag. And I think it came with, if you bought 50 of them, you got a free platinum edition, which I don't remember what it looks like. I feel like it was special ink on the cover and it was like a gray bag or something like that. But I just remember for years he was just stuck with, I bet you he still has half of those Death of Supermans. Oh, wow. No, dude, those would be worth something for sure. I mean, that, again, this was like one of my favorite series to read about Superman. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, so, someone asked me. I did on a, a thing on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook under Rich Rock Entertainment, you know, ask me, fi- uh, fi- uh, ask me my top five of anything. And someone says, your top five favorite Superman stories. It's like, uh, shit. I've never really been a big Superman guy. There's stuff that's interested me, though. There's some stories like Panic in the Sky and stuff like that and the Batman versus Superman public enemies. I mean, I like those. Um, mm. I feel like there's one where he takes on Apocalypse, they come to Earth and try to take over, kind of like in that movie. Um, yeah, then there's... Uh, Our World's at All-Star War, that's Superman. what it's called. Our World's at War, what? Oh yeah, then there's uh, All-Star Superman and Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow by yeah, Alan Moore. Yeah, you know, everybody talks about All-Star Superman, and here's my problem, is I've never been a huge fan of Freight quietly. I don't particularly mm. care for his artwork, I know he has a following, but it's not my, it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> it's not my bag, but I can't. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I almost did an Austin Powers. You ever watch the Austin... The thing isn't my bag, baby. Yeah, you know, Austin Powers is so fucking irritating. He's almost impossible to watch. If it wasn't for Dr. Evil, I couldn't even stand that series. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much no, the No, he's, he's quite astute. I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> Good. You're quite astute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Alright, but anyway, um, yeah, no, so basically the Justice League's helping out with little stuff like that, and there's, like, people popping up, like Crime Buster and Guardian, who are trying to clean up, keep Metropolis, uh, you know. Yeah, you forget. <clears throat> a... I remember Guardian. He he had a lot of backstories and action comics. I did not remember Crime Buster, and they both had pretty cool, but very of that era, maybe even earlier, like, 80s style um, costume design. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the early 90s. Yeah, yeah they still they, go with 80s. Well, Crime Buster, he was just a straight up just like a normal street vigilante. But if I remember correctly, Guardian has like this whole interweb team designed for him. He has all his great tech. So he's more of a legit hero. Oh, definitely. And he was pretty kick-ass. And he definitely uh, really holds up to Superman's ideals. And then, of course, it does kind of prelude into, uh, you know, uh, the appearance, of, the eventual appearance of Steel. Right. But before and we then, do that, let's also talk about the fact that this is when Supergirl, no one knew what in the hell to do with Supergirl. And there's all these different origins. I think they finally streamlined it. But she's that weird alien creature that can change her shape into being Supergirl. And then you also have that yeah, weird Lex Luthor from an alternate universe where he's skinny and he has a long beard and big flowing red hair. 
Uh, a lot of oh. stuff people forget about. Like there was a while where they didn't actually, know DC didn't know what in the hell they were doing. What was he a clone? actually with this? Yeah, this uh, Lex Luthor is uh, basically a cloned body, and he's posing as Lex Luthor's son, but they installed Luthor's brain into that body. That's right. What I totally forgot that. And um, this Super I was thinking Earth Two. Earth Two is when they had the Injustice Gang, and Lex Luthor was good. Right. Yes. Oh, that's right, and they were going against the crime syndicate. That's yeah. what the uh, yeah. that's what the Justice League was in that world. Yeah, no, but this is what happened. Uh, yeah, Supergirl was a clone, and I was like kind of thrown off. I was like, wait a minute, where the hell is the real Supergirl? Is she dead already? Is she already with? The... Well, she the first one died in Crisis. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to remember. But then there, I think we only lost Flash and Supergirl. I can't remember if anybody else died in Crisis. But yeah, that was a big deal. And then they tried to reboot her, but then yeah, and then I remember like five years later. I think Peter David rebooted it where she was like a young teenager. I think she even had a skateboard. So they didn't know what in the hell to do with the uh, the character for a long time. And as far as it goes for Booster Gold and like the uh, B-list Justice League, yeah, Booster Gold was useless. His suit was destroyed. Yeah, I, I, prepared because he was... I picked up uh, the Superman and the Justice League collection, um, volumes one and two, and they still, they're absolutely amazing. But yeah, a lot of people forget that when the Justice League was falling apart. Now, you haven't read these, so you don't know. There was a time when Justice League was split up. They were basically done. I think it was a storyline called Breakdowns. And everybody started going in a different direction. The team was completely gutted. And Maxwell Lord is desperate to get the team back together. And he cannot convince Superman to do it. Batman basically convinces him by accident. And they end up on this big adventure together. And he decides to rebuild the team. Now... Mind you, almost every single person on the team is the original core team that we love. You know, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Fire and Ice, Guy Gardner. Um, but they do, I forget, someone went over to Justice League Europe and Green uh, Lantern becomes their leader, the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. But they add Bloodwind and Maxima, and those two are completely forgotten. And I got to tell you, both are fascinating because um, if you, care, you guys don't know who they are, Maxima is a queen from another planet looking for the perfect mate. And she believes Superman to be the perfect mate. She has a little bit of psycho, <laughs> fatal attraction behavior sometimes with that because she's a little too obsessed and she fights other women over her, over him. Oh, God. Um, but, but she starts – once Superman is dead, she's devastated. She has no purpose on her. She doesn't know what to do with herself. Exactly. That's why she takes off. Uh, but still, um, yeah, throughout the whole uh... – Throughout the whole Doomsday sequence, she wanted to, She was like saying, no, let me help. I can help you take down Doomsday. And she could. She's strong enough to do it. But, again, she was she was more needed to help out the rest of the team because they were all practically dead. But yeah. Blue Beetle, my God. I know. I showed you that, that, that thing. See, you, they, didn't show it in the, uh, they didn't show it in Superman. They showed it in Justice League. See, this is what happens, and I didn't know any of this story. Bloodwind in the Doomsday storyline is not Bloodwind. Did you know this? Mm -hmm. No, do tell. Okay, so right before Doomsday, they take on a villain called the Weapons Master. The Weapons Master is a gun for hire who is able to grab um, weapons from an interdimensional like uh, pocket universe. And inside of those, he can grab any weapon for any occasion. So he just absolutely pummels the team. And the only person who can defeat him is Bloodwind because he's never seen him before. He has no tactics. He has no idea how to beat him. And Right. We don't know this at the time, but there's an incident where everybody's unconscious and we don't know what happens to Bloodwind, but then he comes back later and he's fine. What we don't know, and my mind was completely fucking blown by this, is 
Okay, so I'm reading this, and there's a moment where Doomsday is beating the snot out of everybody, and he throws Bloodwind, who's hammering away at Doomsday pretty good. Um, he grabs Bloodwind and throws him into a fire, and all of a sudden he becomes completely weak. Now, look at Bloodwind's powers. He's able to go invisible. He's, he has eye blasts. He's super strong. He can fly, but he's afraid of fire. What other superhero has this power? And he, and he can also read minds. Yes. Who else? Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Now, this is what happens, and it fucking drove me crazy. You don't know at the time. Blue Beetle goes in to save Bloodwind in the fire, and he's so confused by what he's seen that he doesn't see Doomsday come up behind him, grab him by the head, and smash his fucking skull into this giant like oil tanker thing, this pipes in the ground, and he's ready to snap his neck until they luckily save him. But he's begging for his life, and I actually got upset. Like, I mean, you know how much I love Ted Cord, and he's dead anyway, but watching him beg for help... I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's just so desperate because he thinks it's his last chance to live, and it was just mind-boggling. Okay, so now we have that. Fast yes. forward, uh, I think eight issues later, Superman's gone. The team has been rebuilt with Wonder Woman, and they end up in this weird thing where, um, Martian Manhunter. Let me, I'm trying to explain it here. Okay, so I have it here. They end up in a weird alternate dimension where it's kind of like Earth Two, but in this dimension, um. The Justice League has been given more power than they ever have been given before. The The government decides, look, we're gonna, we can't fix anything, so we're going to give Justice League more power. They don't answer to anybody. And the problem is that keeps getting more and more out of control. The Justice League starts going nuts, especially since it's being uh, run by Hawkman, who's an extremist. Oh, God, yes. Jesus. Yeah. So the team they is... They decided to leave him in charge. The team is Hawkman, Hal Jordan, Firestorm, Flash... Uh, Red Tornado, Martian Manhunter, uh, Green Arrow, and Black Canary. That's a hell of a team. Mm. But this is a team of a different world. Somehow they leak over into our world and we leak into theirs. And it's nuts because they go head to head with our Justice League. And our Justice League is trying to explain to them, look, we're the good guys. I don't understand how you guys don't know us because we fought alongside you for years. And they think that they're you know bad guys and they, they, they trap them and capture them whatever. But... They start murdering people left and right. I mean, Hawkman just goes nuts. He, his rule is his rule. And then Green Arrow starts getting nervous about the whole thing, and he teams up with Batman to stop him. But, I mean, any bad guy, they don't even put him in jail. They just vaporize him. They burn him to a crisp. And they team up with... Um, God, this is long-winded. I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of off the top, but it leads back to Superman. Trust me. Um, they want the Ray because he has this ultimate power. Why? Because he has the ability to go into Bloodstone's gem and get this creature that's in there, that's living in there. He's pure evil. He is the id of Bloodwind. That's weird, right? Like the whole time that gem on his chest is what powers him. And it, it, it's a, uh, like he says it's the dead. It's not. It's God, it's so complicated. It's this alternate universe run by evil. And that's how he harnesses his power. Now somewhere along the way, Weapons Master, eight issues ago was able to take Bloodwind and keep him inside the gem, his own gem. He keeps him in there, captures Martian Manhunter, and hypnotizes him to pretend to be Bloodwind, to shapeshift into Bloodwind so that he can study the team and ultimately take them all down because they want everything. They want the ring of Sinestro. They want the Bloodwind gem. They want to get the evil guy out of the gem. He's been trapped there forever. It's so crazy, and that's how Bloodwind is not in the Doomsday universe. And this is all 
because of this crazy creature inside who hired Weapons Master to do this. And he teamed up with Dr. Death. Fuck, yeah. I, I, I might be confusing this. Dr. Destiny? Dr. Destiny, I think? And Dr. Destiny creates a dream world where there is no um, fake uh, JLA. There's no alternate universe JLA. It's all in this dream world. They've all been trapped in this dream world for the last couple issues. Sadly, Superman is still dead and it's all moot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like but it's damn, like a, yeah. it's like their version of Days of Future Past. It's so phenomenal. And because of this dream world, and you know, Blue Beetle's in a coma. You know, he gets a head bashed and he's in his coma. And God, I'm mutilating the fuck out of the story. Sorry, there's a lot of layers. Because um, the atom is involved in it as well. Uh, Blue Beetle's in a okay. coma, and he's able to tap into the dream world. And he helps uh, the Atom uh, break open this whole world. It's so crazy. But I'm just sitting there, to all of this, Dan Jurgens planned all of this around Doomsday and the death of Superman. That's so crazy, right? That would take years to plan. Oh, God, but yeah, he managed to do it in just such a shorter amount of time. But, again, that beautiful <laughs> friend... I just want to have a 10-minute <laughs> tangent. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But yeah, throughout this whole, uh, you see how impact, it impacts not just all of Earth and like even some of the people. Of course, you got hecklers who are at Superman's funeral. He's like, yeah, there's re – you know. And like, yeah, and Superman's the reason why your dad dead anyway, so I'm glad he is too. I'm like, well, fuck that dude. <laughs> but yeah, you see – There's always a troll, the isn't galaxy. there? Before the internet, oh, we had oh, trolls. Yeah, I know, but they were able – they actually were able to, out in, uh, to go in public. But of course, since they were out in public – they weren't exactly in a safe space for themselves. No. So, yeah, they got heckled out. Or, you know, just showing up with class. But anyway, yeah, even on the other side of the galaxy, Lobo hears that Superman's dead, and he goes, what the hell? And he just fucks up this entire bar. Yeah. I want to take his ass down. But, you know, and it's sad. I always thought Jason, Jason Momoa would have been it. awesome as Lobo. Oh, God, yeah, I know that. He easily could have been uh, <laughs> Lobo. I mean, God, with his like personality uh, in real life, like how fun and upbeat he is. Yeah. To Lobo's psychotic but fun upbeat self. Yeah, no. But hey, he does a great job as Aquaman. Just wait till you see it, man. I know. I want to. I'm really behind I on movies. I uh, I don't. I literally do not have the internet right now, and it's kind of strange. I haven't ha I haven't gone this long without the internet in a while, and it's like so comforting. And then I'm like, oh, I can catch up on stuff, and then I'm like, I can't. I don't want to watch stuff. I want to do stuff. I don't want to do. Okay. Well, don't worry. I'm still getting you with the digital version, okay, yeah. buddy? You'll be happy. Now shut up and be happy. All right. Uh, <laughs> a lot, you've got... This one is much more pensive than Doomsday. It's kind of like a breather, but a really sad breather. You know, you have the funeral. We have all these heroes that are uh, regretful. And the one storyline that really fascinated me, and a lot of people forget about this character, is Wave Rider. Wave Rider decides to go back into the time and stop Superman from being killed. Oh, wow. You, you don't have that in yours? Well, I, in Volume Five, I have him go with Superman to take Doomsday to the. Like, no, this uh, is this is in Funeral for a Friend, or it should have been in Funeral for a Friend. It's in my book. It's Wave Rider is now hired to be part of the Time Breakers. You know the whole thing that. Um, uh, what's the TV show? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's all based around. Um, shit, who's the main guy? Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. Jeez, uh, Rip Hunter. It's all based around that team. And Wave Rider is hired to be, you know, uh, part of it. And then they're testing him. They give him the opportunity to go back in time and decide whether or not he's going to stop Superman's death. And if he does, he doesn't know this, of course. If he does, they'll, you know, kick him off the team and might have him arrested for a time crime. And then he realizes the folly is that if he screws this up, it changes everything else. Yeah, no, definitely. 
But yeah, I did not know about that. No, it should be in yours. It's like six pages before. Oh no, I see. Right here is where it switches different artists. Okay. Um, but it does show everybody just like showing up, even like Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. This is when he was Captain Marvel yeah. before the name change. Yeah, again, everybody's showing up. Even Guy Gardner, of course, just showed up. And they're all just going, and it's Christmas Day. You know, Lois is still just like, you know, reeling in all the, uh, reeling all the damage of what just happened. You know, and even a, uh, oh gosh, who owns Ace of Clubs? Big Superman fan. Where's oh, like a, shit, I forgot. Yeah, the big mook. I can't remember his name. What's God, why well, can't Where's remember his name? I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah, no, like you could see how like it's devastating him and everybody else. Like they, er, again, he brought out the best in everybody. You know, he showed that everybody could be better than themselves, and he really looked out for 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 them all. Even yeah. little kids, even little kids were thinking that Superman was their personal best friend. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody looks down on. Everybody looks down on like wholesome heroes like Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we have to call him Shazam now. Um, you know, Superman, Captain America, and stuff like that. And I just don't think they get it. Like, sometimes you need the wholesome heroes. The dark heroes are not that appealing. Batman is so wore out right now. And, and I keep just thinking about, oh, the dark, complex stuff can be in wholesome heroes. I mean, look at Spider-Man. If there's anybody that's ever balanced, you know, being wholesome at the same time, like super complicated worlds, it's him. And I just don't get why nobody ever goes, ah, oh, he's such a Boy Scout. Well, yeah, no, the thing about Superman is his morals. Yeah, that's why people don't find him as appealing. But... He's definitely needed now, especially with all the other, uh, especially with like how he's in such high demand. Everybody's wanting a sequel to Man of Steel. I mean, even look at the uh, animated movies of Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman. It's like people are in high demand of that, and it's gotten like great reviews. And yeah, I I, I, I love it. the fact that they're doing these. What I hate is that each film has the same. And like for the last five or six years, ever since like I think it was Batman Ninja or something like that, they've had the same creative team and they all look the same. And I don't like that color palette or that character design. There was a time where each movie is kind of unique. And I tried watching Reign of the Superman and I was just like, ugh, it looks like shit to me. But it, it stuck really close to the book. I'll give them that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it all it, it all definitely stays within this their, uh, this own DC animated world. I mean, they do have little spinoffs in different um, uh, every every once in a while, and there's also this one that's coming out, uh, Justice League and the Furious Five, and it's actually like the Justice League Unlimited uh, style of animation, and they're going to introduce Jessica Cruz into the mix. Oh, into the mix. God. I Bibbo. love that's I what love his name the style. Was. I love the style of all those classic cartoons. I just don't like the new ones. It just looks weird, like. It's like that G.I. Joe Renegades. Like, the idea was interesting, but the animation design just isn't my thing. Of course, a lot of it's because I didn't grow up with anime, and a lot of it copies the anime style. Oh, okay. Especially the color palette. It's so washed out. Oh, big, bold, and bright, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what did do it right was the, the Dark Knight Returns. Now, they did that right. Oh, God, yes. Oh, man. They definitely stuck to Frank Miller's original design. Yeah. I'm looking through this. So, a lot of it... Funeral for a friend, yeah. So a lot of it is about the other guys cleaning up the mess. And uh, oh, the guy's name is Hammer. Wait, no, hold on, I can't find. Bibbo Bobowski. Bilbo, okay. Uh, Bibbo, Bibbo, Bibbo Bobowski, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is about like the mystery of Superman disappearing, what happened, and what's going on in his tomb. You know, and Lex Luthor is trying to figure it. You know, like how can I manipulate the situation to my uh, um, profit? advantage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to my advantage. Why well, can't I think of that word? Moron. Um, but I'll say this, 
This one's much more somber, and I don't particularly care for it. It's necessary to the story, but it's not my bag. I, I'm going to stop saying my, not my bag. Ugh, Jesus, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> all right, but here's what I want to get into. This one's the one that's so interesting and, and also a little frustrating is Reign of the Superman. I remember when this happened. Now, this is another yeah. one of those where my uncle had all the comics, and I would read them. Again, I'm not a huge Superman fan, and this is when I was starting to fade out of comics. I stopped buying them on my own. I would just read his. And... I forgot how groundbreaking it was to do this with so many heroes. It, it, no one talks about it, but you know, Spider-Man did this five years later. No one ever talks about this, where he had a story. Ben Riley. What's that? Ben Riley. Well, no, 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 not called. Ben Riley. It was actually after that. It oh. was in '98. Um, this is way after the clothing thing. It was called uh, Identity Crisis, I think. And he created four different personas. He gave up being Spider-Man, and there's four different characters he was playing. I can't remember the names of them. But uh, it turned into a comic book series, I think, called The Slingers. And I think one of them was called Ricochet, and one was like Mask or something. But it's really obscure. I, I have to read it again in order to remember. But I just remember, like, that was a thing that they did in Marvel, and no one ever acknowledged that it. it's basically the same thing as they did with Rise of Superman. Hmm. Yeah, no, that is. I never knew that about Spider Man. Yeah, he had but way yeah, no. too much heat on him as Spider Man. I think he, they thought he was guilty of a crime or something like that, and he couldn't be Spider Man anymore. So he created four new different personas, so it'd be harder to pin it down. So, and he oh. used different aspects of his powers for it. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'll try to find it and send you a link to it. But um, yeah, it's yeah, a really interesting. I want to read it. The um, but, yeah, yeah. So, so here, uh, who are the four heroes? Well, in the four heroes, there's of course the Eradicator, who wears these like very big polarized like you know snowboard goggles and yeah. claims he's the Superman, but he really dispenses justice. To an extreme sense. Uh-huh. You know, like, even if they're guilty of a crime or they've been cleared, he still finds them guilty and he'll, you know, he'll kill. And he shoots, and I think he's based off of a, a Kryptonian AI, or he's the, he was a being created by the Kryptonians to keep their legacy alive. And so he decides to take on the legacy of Kal-El. And that's why he looks exactly like him. He um, copies his appearance and all that. And then there's, of course, Steel, played by John Henry Irons, who was a huge, you know, who admired Superman so much and, of course, looked up to him. And he decided to create his own metal suit and a heavy and a, a big-ass hammer. Yeah, and he's still a phenomenally cool. popular. I mean, he got his own movie, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, he did. The Has he ever been added to uh, the TV shows? Uh, I don't think so. I think, he, wait, yeah, in Justice League Unlimited, I know he shows up. And the animated series of Superman, right. yes. But I mean, like, the live-action yeah, ones. Is he in Supergirl or anything? I haven't seen him yet. Okay. But he should. I mean, you got to get the casting right for sure. They did add Lex Luthor, and John Cryer plays uh, Lex Luthor. I know, I saw. Luthor. That was really cool. Especially since know, he played, yeah. what, Lionel Luthor? Or, not Lionel. Uh, shit, I can't remember the character he played in Superman 4. Whatever. The, the, hey, dude, what's up, man? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah. And then there was, of course, Superboy, who happens to be a clone of Superman. Yeah. Uh created by Cadmus and, of course, Lex Luthor as well. So, and he decides, he, he's pretty much, you know, out there loving the limelight. I think, like, uh, when I was watching the special features of Reign of Superman, they were discussing Superboy's persona is, uh, <laughs> as if, he was, if Superman was raised by the Kardashians. That's yeah, Superman. he's a horny teenager, that's for sure. Boy, he has, whew, he says some things he's, like, yo. I thought it's like, that kid. He's out of control. He's, he's completely nuts. 
<laughs> but he does show up later, big time, and he does have a huge advantage over uh, the villain eventually. But then we get to the fourth and final one, the cyborg Superman. And even the scientists like decoded his DNA and everything, and he actually matches to uh, Clark Kent, or not Clark Kent, but Kal El Superman. Yeah, but it's and bizarre. Course, he he explains that he looks like that because of the damage done by Doomsday. But we all saw his body. It, he didn't rip. Doomsday didn't rip off like half his face and his arms. So that's just nonsense. I know. We knew he was kind of lying from the beginning. And Lois was, of course, very doubtful. You know, because she saw him die right in front of him. She was holding him in her arm, in right. his arm, in her arm. Crying for God's sake, and then this mechanical piece of shit—you'll find out later why I call oh, him that. Oh yeah, this my God, what of... he does in Green Lantern is mind-boggling. Yes, I know. But anyway, what he does—you know—in trying to uh, uh, convince Lois that he's the real Superman. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. She's not buying a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, I'm just looking through this. Yeah. I just—it's here's one thing that always bothered me with a lot of these storylines is um, when, when it spreads out over multiple comics, you have a complete mixture of writers and artists, and it kind of disrupts the flow. And I'm used to it, but it's still it's, it's bothersome. I remember my sister was like, what in the fuck is going on here? One issue, I'm looking at this artist. The next issue, I'm looking at a different artist. Like, she didn't get it at first because she wasn't a comic book reader at the time. This was like 20 years ago. Um, I got her to read Young Justice, and she was totally into Young Justice. She loved it. And then she got to an issue where they changed artists. She's like, what's this shit right here? And I was like, well, maybe the guy just fell behind and they had to get her a temporary artist. She goes, then you hold off until he's ready. <laughs> like, they have deadlines. They have deadlines, maybe. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, I mean, they do start off, like, taking off, like, street crimes and all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, big weapons manufacturing. And, of course, they all realize they're all looking for the same goal. And then people decide or start to realize that the cyborg Superman is the actual Superman. So he gets some support from, like, you know, the U.S. officials and whatnot, especially when uh, Coast and uh, especially with what happens to Coast City. Mongol comes along and just demolishes the whole place. Yeah, jeez. And that's what that was a turning point. Everybody thinks that um, it was the death of Superman and um, uh, Night's End, Nightfall, is what really changed DC Comics. And I'm like, no, actually, that's right where DC Comics started to fall apart. It wasn't until the Green Lantern story changed that DC started to get really awesome, which was, I think, a year or two later. And yeah. the whole Green Lantern, I would love to cover Green Lantern because that era is fascinating to me because uh, Cyborg Superman takes out Coast City. Green Lantern goes insane. He wants enough power to rebuild Coast City and bring all his friends back. He feels like he needs more rings. Or, or I think he needs to absorb the power of the Lantern into the ring. Um then he gets into a fight with the Guardians and the Guardians and bring along the rest of Green Lanterns. And Hal Jordan by then is snapped and he ends up killing a ton of them and gets all their rings for extra power. And that's just when it goes completely haywire. And for years after you get ramifications, you know, with uh, with uh, him turning into Green Lantern change. He became a different character. And that's when they called up Kyle. God, yeah, Kyle Rayner. What was the was character? Do you remember? Green Lantern becomes a different character for a while, like this big, huge cape, and he changes his cowl, and he becomes like the. He has this huge scepter that he fights with. He becomes a villain for a yeah, while. I'm trying to remember. Because um, I don't. Yeah, know, no, I know. That's when he became a yeah. villain. Right, but then he sacrifices himself during Final Night when uh, the sun is completely blocked out, and uh, he sacrifices himself to move it to relight the sun, if I remember correctly. 
Then, like three years later, they bring him back as uh, um, the ghost, the one that, the wrath. I'm having a moment, people, my brain's starting to go. Sent, not Sentry, the Spectre. He comes back as the Spectre. It's just weird how that, all of this, all of this is from Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman had such ramifications on the universe for a decade. And no one remembers his character because I think they don't use him. Is he gone? I feel like they tore him apart and he hasn't come back in a long time. Yeah, he pretty much became Parallax. That's what Hal Jordan did. Is that what his character's name was? It didn't sound right, but okay. Um, no, but he had, right, I think he, he pretty much absorbed the essence of, of right. and became the new uh, threat to the universe. Um, so I don't remember what happened to Eradicator. Do you? Well, Eradicator, I know, um, after he got his ass kicked by Cyborg Superman, he went back to the he went back to uh, the Fortress of Solitude and kind of went into a stasis, and whatever energy and uh, memory he borrowed off of Kal-El, he gave back to him, and then Kal-El ended up being, uh, became, uh, becoming revived. Oh, okay. But Superboy is the one who really became popular. Yes, yeah, Steel had his own series, and he still pops up here and there. I remember for a while, I think he stopped being Steel and retired. And his kid became a superhero. But Superboy is the one that just became a phenomenon. He had his own comic for a long-ass time. Spin-offs, reboots. Of course, being a big part of Young Justice, which I was a huge fan of, which was a newer take on the Teen Titans. Because by then, the Teen Titans become the new Teen Titans, and the new Titans, then just Titans. Oh, yes, of course. And uh, but, I'm trying to remember Young Justice. It was Impulse before he became Kid Flash, which I always hated. I wanted to say as Impulse. Um, Robin, Superboy, Arrowette, I think was one of them. Wonder Girl? No, no, no. Yeah, there was Wonder Girl. There was also, uh, uh, Speedy. Right. Spoiler. Oh, there was Arrowette. I swear it was Arrowette. And then, then Speedy came in later. But, um, yeah, mentioned- the Red Tornado was like the grown-up. It's a grown-up kind of robot as a grown-up, an android. That's right. Yeah, he was their liaison. Yeah. Pretty much. He's the one who kept them in line because the Justice League wanted to shut them down, which is weird because they already had the Teen Titans for like a decade. So, yeah, and Superboy ended up dying in, I want to say, Final Crisis when he took on the Earth 2? No, Earth, whatever, random Superboy who went completely insane and tore him in half. Superboy Prime. Or punched a hole through him, right? I can't remember. When he punched, when he fought Superboy Prime, yeah. Yeah, just horrifying. But that was a terrible way. Has he come back? I feel like he's come back. I believe, yeah, he has come back. Now, his costume looks a hell of a lot better now, but back then, that is the most 90s costume. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Especially the pants. The, the pants, the extra belts, for no reason. Why does Superboy need two belts on a, on a skin-tight suit? A leather jacket, those glasses, the haircut, those earrings. Very 1993. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, but still, he does uh, He does show up. Um, like I said, what he makes up for in arrogance and his little... Teen attitude, he does make up for in his uh, ambitions and his efforts. Yeah, he's a heck of a hero. I, I think it's funny is how Guy Gardner and Superman were so interlinked during this time. Um, because Guy Gardner was always butting heads with Superman. It's a big thing in the in the Justice League of America comics. Is it's always going, whoop. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> hit uh, the, a little bit, yeah. I, I hit the thing behind the door. <laughs> it went, <laughs> the, um... I, Guy Gardner was always mad because he could never be the leader of Justice League, which no one's ever going to let him be leader because he's a tool. And he oh, never, God, he yeah, never thinks of haircut. God, that bull cut. You know, I had a roommate who had the same haircut, and we used to jokingly refer to him uh, as Guy Gardner. Oh, my God, yeah. Or freaking Mo from Three Stooges. Yeah. Jesus. 
But he's such a but tool, yeah, no. and he was always fighting with Superman. And even after he died, I can't fucking believe this. Even after he died, he tells Maxima, who is so upset that she's lost her forever mate. He's like, "Yo, now that you know, Boy Wonder is, uh, or you know, Big Blue is gone, you know, how about you and me hitting the hay?" And she's so upset, and that's part of another reason why she took off. Because of Gardner's creepy advances, Jesus yeah. man, get it? He doesn't like you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Go ahead. Emerald Twilight. Now it's a series. Yeah, let's. The Green uh, Lantern series, Emerald Twilight. That's what it was. Okay, um, okay. So after the Justice League falls apart, um, Ice leaves because she can't take it. She was in love with Superman, just absolutely adored him, and she's so heartbroken that she can't handle it. And um, Fire is left all alone because Booster is no longer usable. He doesn't have a costume that works anymore. Blue Beetle's in a coma. Guy Gardner's all pissed off and he quit. Maxima's left because she quit, or because uh, you know. But... So, you know so the team gets weird. Go ahead. Right. But he does run in with Eradicator, and Eradicator kicks his ass yeah. with Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, so this, if you're, you're interested, this is um, the team that was rebuilt out of the ashes is Wonder Woman now takes over as leader because they need somebody. Um, Black Condor. Now, do you know Black Condor at all? Uh, I believe so, yes. He was like one of the original uh, – Oh God. Back in the Just day, you're society talking like ninth, yeah, Justice Society, one of the 1940s superheroes. He was reborn in 1994. 1994 is a big zero hour kind of reboot of the universe again, just like Crisis. Um, I think it's underrated. I think it's a great storyline and a great way to re, you know get into the new universe. Um, but this time he's he doesn't really want to be a hero, but he's interested in what the Justice League has to offer, so he kind of checks them out. And um, uh, the Ray, who is one of my favorites. By the way, Black Condor shows up with the Ray in that new cartoon that you find exclusively on the uh, Warner Brothers site. Oh, okay, good. It's a really good cartoon. It's an alternate universe where the Justice League um, is now completely evil. It's like a Hitler universe, and it's the Ray, the Condor, and a couple other people. Basically, that's all it's left trying to fight to save the world. Oh, oh okay, so this is Earth-X. Oh, okay, I, 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 there's so many Earths I can't even keep up with it. But um, I don't think Black Condor sticks around. I think he's only around for a little bit, but it's interesting to see him as part of this. So it's the Ray, um, Black Condor, uh, Son of Liberty. Is that what, Liberty? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. This, it's a superhero yeah. that I, I had never even heard of before when I saw him. I was like, what? Who the hell is this? He looks. Like, I know. He looks like Uncle Sam, too. <laughs> he has a gun for some reason, but um, man alive, I can't find it here. Uh, yeah, there was... Go ahead. Not... I don't know. I don't want to say Liberty Bell. I could be wrong. No, that's that's a girl. I had it right here. Uh-huh. I hate when these moments happen in the show because makes me sound like an incompetent doofus. And guess what? You are correct. Just a little correct, not 100. Oh, Agent Liberty. He's on the run from the law, and they decide to give him a pass if he joins the Justice League. If he gives his service back to uh, the country, they'll uh, you know uh, pardon him, I guess. Right. It's it's I seriously it's like a one-off hero. I don't remember him anything outside of this. <laughs> uh, and Guy Gardner comes back, and um, I think Maximum Blood no Bloodwind sticks around. So it's it's a strange team that didn't stick around for very long, because um, eventually, if I remember correctly, Blue Beetle has to get a new costume, and Skeets helps him build it. You know that little robot Skeets. Skeets Skeets Skeets. Yeah. Um, helps him rebuild a costume. It's like an armor suit. Um, Blue Beetle comes out of his coma, but now he's more determined than ever to be a real hero instead of a bum. And well, he's not a bum. But you know what I mean? He's like a doofus. He has tons of money. I um, mean, he's great. He's a great technological mind, but he wants to be more uh, of a detective and be taken more seriously. 
Right. So we decided to amp up the ante, but yeah. not full Batman. Right. And go down that. Deep. That's too far. And he <laughs> teams up. If I remember correctly, Captain Adam rejoins the team. They do. They do a special ops team. It's a spinoff of Justice League called Extreme Justice. Um, mm. God, this is when Justice League got weird because there was Justice League Task Force, which Martian Manhunter would build a team based on his needs, kind of like uh, Justice League Unlimited. Like he would just need, right. so he mission or Mission Impossible. You know, he would just build a team that he needed. But Extreme Justice was the ones where it was like super uh, top secret, very dangerous missions, and that's when Blue mm. Beetle got a new costume in just inverted colors, and Booster Gold started doing the armor. So the Justice League during the '90s is one of my most it just most exciting eras for me. I really. Actually, I don't think there's any bad era of Justice League. It's just lately they reboot it every year and they change the team. And I'm just uh, who I don't know who I'm, I don't know what to root for. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, of course. As far as it goes, oh well, yeah, no, especially with the New Fifty Two, there was Justice League Dark and all that, which is all the supernatural dead. Yeah, era, Justice and, League uh, United, I think, Euro. was one of them. There was a Justice League Canada, but I mean, it's Justice not, League International. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's the fact that they. Um, just kept rebooting the series over. Every time I turned around, there's a new number one. I'm like, I, fuck, I don't know. Is it pointless to collect this? They should just call it season. Just season three, you know, volume one, whatever, something like that. Yes, I know. Just simplify the names, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Who was a musician that went through, like, a bunch of different name changes? Not Prince or artist formerly known as Prince or anything like that. No, no, no. Well, that was only, like, what? If you think about a group, there was Jefferson Airplane, then Jefferson Starship, and then Starship. That's interesting that they would do that. Yeah, pretty much like that. Just yeah, like that. It's different like, okay, versions. Which, it's, like, what? it's like, I don't even know what to call you anymore. Yeah, well, Just what, ship. I, what I like about this era <laughs> of, era of Justice League is that they would grab the heroes that were newer and needed more exposure um, you know, the oddball characters that no one was like, who is this guy? But in 96, they saw the sales for Justice League were plummeting, and they got rid of all those heroes, and they said, look, we're going to reboot this with Grant Morrison, Howard Porter, and we're only going to do the big heroes. Like, I just, mm, you know, yes. it's like, you know, I think if I remember correctly, it was just like, you know, the, the Trinity, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, then Green Lantern, The Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter and Plastic Man, I think, were the team. Plastic Man being the one weird whammy out of nowhere. And then they would add zero. Whammy. <laughs> they would whammy. Um, no whammies, no whammies. Big money. Uh, so I, I don't know. It just looks fine. But that was an era where it was just like really off the wall, goofy characters. It was much more comedic. But once um, the core team that started, Kevin McGuire and uh, J.M. DeMattis, uh, fuck. Uh, oh, I, seriously, I need, I need to write notes, notes, people. But a lot of this is improv. I think of it at the time. Um, someone will correct me out there. And um, <laughs> theirs is much more comedic. But the adventures were not that interesting. But once they left and Dan Jurgens took over, he still let it be funny. But he also like just really crackerjack storylines. Oh yeah, no, he wanted to get them to some serious shit. Yeah, like I mean, stuff you see in the uh, Justice League. Yeah, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited uh, stories. Yeah, but it's also the fact that he, the audience didn't know this. When Superman became the leader, they were like, oh, shit, you know, now Martian Manhunter and Batman are gone. They're, they need a big gun. And, like, you know, they probably thought Superman was going to stick around forever, and it's only for, like, a year at most. And then they kill him off, and people must have been thrown for a loop. And I know there's a lot of sexism in, in the comics world. Eh, comics gate anybody. Um, and I think maybe the reason that, you know, because Wonder Woman was now their new leader, that maybe people stop reading it because they're sexist jerks. 
Well, there's a lot of misogyny in the geek community, in the nerd community for sure. Which is ridiculous because the, the, the appeal of being a geek and a nerd when you were younger is that, you know, you were the guys that were progressive thinking ahead of time. That you weren't like caught up in all the old school fucking ideas. Now it's like, ugh, I don't want a woman in charge of this. Shut the fuck up. You sh- Are you just angry because girls won't talk to you? Guess what? The reason they'll talk to you because you're a dick, not because you like comic books. Because last time I checked, girls like comic books too. Yes, everybody can like comic books. Get over it. Yes. Hey. And, and and look what happened. Wonder Woman turned out to be a huge film. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Uh, don't go see Captain oh, Marvel because yeah. it's about a girl. Don't go watch Black Panther because it's about a black guy. And all these movies are Oh, God, massive. I know. Seriously. Fucking dildos, man. <laughs> They'll champion Shazam. Thankfully, Shazam sounds like it's going to be a good movie, but I bet you if it was a shit movie, they'd be championing it. And when it would bomb or get bad reviews, like, the Hollywood elite, they don't care what the normal guy wants to watch. Meh. Hollywood elite. Kiss uh, my ass with that Hollywood last, elite Last time comment. I checked, Seriously. Hollywood is made up of 99% uh, people who are blue collar. They're the ones who hold the light up. They're the ones who scrub the floors. They're the ones who serve the food. Eat, 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 eat my ass, you lame ass. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not very good yeah, at insults. Exactly. I'm not. Well, <laughs> also, that is that is absurd. I mean, Wonder Woman can lead. I mean, she is – she's the daughter of Zeus for fuck's sake. Yeah. She has it in her own damn – and plus, she's a fucking uh, Amazonian warrior. She was – she trained in strategies. She trained in history. She looked up history, yeah. combat, all that. She fucks shit up. <laughs> you know what the – She wor- becomes a – the weakest team, the weakest Justice League team, and I'm still interested in it because I've read a few of the stories and they seem decent, was right before they rebooted Justice League in, in 87, Justice League was kind of lost. And I remember correctly that it was Aquaman was a leader. That was the biggest name in the whole thing. I think maybe Martian Manhunter. But you had guys like That's Steel, right. the not the Steel you, you know and love, uh, Vibe, uh, Gypsy, um, oh wow! Yes, I remember. Oh, we have Vibe and Gypsy. I like Vibe and Gypsy. Who is the one that I sent you? She could, she's the one who can do the animal powers. There's a cartoon about her. Vixen. Vixen, yeah, Vixen was part of it. I think oh, that she was, was badass. Yeah, it's it's called the Detroit Years. They put out an omnibus of it. I would love to read it, but I don't have fifty six dollars to get a book that's the size of my head. <laughs> mm. Oh man, but seriously, uh, Superman being a leader like makes complete sense. Totally. It's like, yeah, he doesn't really, like, put himself on a – as a character, he doesn't put himself on a pedestal. It's like, yeah, he knows he's Kryptonian and he can, and he's, like, super strong. But he was raised to be uh, an earthling. He was yeah. raised to be human, you know. And he was taught by, like, you know, very humble, noble people, the Kents. Yeah. And then he grows up, like, trying to, you know, show – No one ever talks about the fact that he's an alien pretending to be human. Like, that's the alien exactly. – that's, that's a part of him that's insecure is that – he never 100% feels like he fits in. What I love about this is when he does take over the Justice League, he doesn't really take it over. He says, look, guy, you're not in charge. I'm not in charge. I will be a guiding voice if you need me to. But we, whenever we take on any mission or make any decisions, it is by committee. We all have a democracy here. We're going to vote. And Guy Gardner just wants nothing to do with it. And I don't understand why they kept they, – he kicked, they kicked him off the team just before Superman died. And Batman told him, I think Batman told him, Martian Manhunter told him, he goes, look, he's more dangerous on his own. You need to keep him on the team. Lie to him if you have to. Accept him. But he's more dangerous on his own. You need to rein him in on this team. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, he definitely should have been on the team. But there is one thing I wanted to say about Superman, what he does. There's one criminal. Uh, they bring this up in the uh, in the 80th anniversary of Superman with you know the big old uh, Action Comics 1000. Yeah. There's this criminal uh, 
coming up because they're, it's a day they're honoring Superman. And this criminal comes up and talks to about him. He's a you know he was caught by Superman multiple times. You know, helping all these you know big powered villains. You know, being a henchman, but he would sit by and uh, you know listen to him. He's like, every time he nabbed me, he tried to get through to me so I could learn from my mistakes. He didn't want me to keep busting me. He wanted to help me, you know. And that's what he does. He tries to make people see the better part of themselves and to build up on that, you know, for their own self-worth. Even a criminal like him. Yeah, he was inspiring in, in watching him die. It's just so, like, strange. It's just that they oh. would take out a major hero. The problem is... When they do kill the same people over and over, I think March Manhunters died like three or four times. You know, um, Aquaman and Hawkman, they've all died a bunch of times. It doesn't mean anything anymore. But Superman was one of those out of left field. They're not going to kill him off, are they? They did. Holy shit. And it was a journey. You, you, you were without Superman, I think, for over a year. You know, that's one thing at the end of uh, Reign of Superman is that um, his father has a heart attack, goes to the hospital in a coma, and he goes into the other worlds, if you want to call it, limbo, to try to pull yeah. Superman back. Yeah, he basically, it's like he has this near-death experience, and he sees his own son. And, of course, you know, the Kents know him better than anybody else, Yeah, uh, and Lois as well. But, uh, yeah, it would, uh, in uh, Jonathan Kent's mind, it's like, yeah, no, that's de he definitely thinks he saw his son, for sure. And he did. Yeah, but we we went without him. Same thing with Nightfall. It wasn't just overnight. It was a year without Batman. Maybe even more because he had to spend all that time training to take on uh, Azrael. And sometimes they do that. Sometimes they, they take their time to bring him back. And sometimes it's like, well, three issues later it's over. Like, well, that wasn't a thing. Damn it, you made it such an event. Mm -mm, no, you really want to drag this out, but you don't want to try too hard to drag right. it out. That's the, you that's want to bring it back at just the right time. I never read. I never read a single shred of the Clone Spider-Man. I was out by then. I think I ended like in '92 or '93. I missed all of Clone Spider-Man, but I heard that there's like at first it was cool, and then by year two they're like, okay, wrap this shit up, and just like what it go on for three years. Mm. Yeah, no, it oh. Yeah, I don't know anything about that Spider-Man story. I didn't okay. know about that. I only just knew the Scarlet Spider and Ben Riley. Yeah, well, Ben that Riley. That's yeah, stuff. that's the clone Spider-Man, Ben Riley. I feel like it, if I remember correctly, it went on way too long, and they're like, "Oh shit, we really screwed up." Marvel really screwed up in the '90s, kids. DC only had like a year or two where they fumbled. Marvel fucked up for like five or six years. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah, for now, Marvel Knights, oh. Marvel Knights saved that company because if it wasn't for that, it would never. But Justice League or uh, DC, they only had a small period of time where it was like, mm, this is kind of shitty. And then all of a sudden, like they, they rebooted Justice Society of America, which is totally awesome. They re rebooted JLA. They uh, they did the um, No Man's Land storyline in uh, Batman, oh. which is absolutely phenomenal. Flash was kicking on all high gears. Green Lantern wasn't too far behind. Remember when they killed off Oliver North? Or Oliver North, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Queen. <laughs> Oliver Queen. Um not the head of the NRA, the, that convicted tool. Um, how, how, are you, how are you allowed to run a charity like that? Really, it's not even a charity. The guy's a convicted criminal. Come on. Um, they killed off Oliver Queen. Yeah, they killed off Oliver Queen, and they brought in his son, Connor Hawk. The 90s was such a growth and exciting era of DC Comics. Oh, God, yes. I mean, me growing up in that and then reading the, uh, what I knew of the Nightfall series, Batman getting his bat broken, you know, adding in new villains, and... Of course, even in the animated series, we got you know Harley Quinn, and then she was spun off into everything, and yeah, everybody totally. loves her. Yeah, it's just it was a really great era for that company. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, except, especially except the, the fraud, the whole Batman and Robin thing. Batman and Robin steal. They fucked that up. <laughs> oh yeah, but as far as it goes for the whole Superman story, oh man, like every almost every medium except for actual movies. Did we see the whole Death of Superman story? Right. Like, was there a video you know, game? There a yeah, there was a video game. Bli yeah, Blizzard didn't put anything, any effort into the story. It was just, uh, yeah, no, nothing. Lame. It was just, it was, yeah, but I mean, it was just simple platforming, you know, action game. But it was so damn hard. Like for for some, uh, I mean, I don't even know how I beat it back then. I'm like Jesus. As an adult trying to beat this, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I think as Damn an adult, it. we become more frustrated and we have more options. See, back then, I would finish every movie given to me because I didn't have access to tons and tons of movies. Now I get 10 minutes into a movie, I'm done. All these comic books that are available, I'm done. You know, if you bore me, if you waste my time, I move on. Yeah. Oh, also, as far as it goes for uh, when it comes to the movies, like at the end of Batman vs. Superman, I saw this in theaters. Uh, I saw the midnight showing. And there was, like, kids dressed up in Superman costumes. Right? <laughs> Everybody's, like, dressed up in DC outfits because they love it. And this, some of the kids were, like, crying when they saw Superman die. I was like, Ooh. oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was that impacting. And people still do love Superman. Yeah. So it's like, I, damn I it, wish, Warner Brothers, get on, I get wish, on Man of Steel too. <laughs> I wish I loved Justice League and Batman vs. Superman more. I actually don't think Justice League is a nightmare like everybody else says it is. But Batman no. vs. Superman, I just sat there like in the last half hour like, why is this still going? This is a CGI nightmare. I just, I'm not into this. But they did bring Doomsday to the big screen. I can, I can give them kudos for that. Yeah, no, I thought it was a smarter way too. Uh, you know, it wasn't too complicated, you know, with the whole uh, multi-planet or uh, thousand-year-old, uh, you know, apocalypse prophecy thing or whatever. It was just, you know using the remains of uh, Zod's body and experimenting with it on the Kryptonian ship. That's it. Yeah. That's all they had to do. And, of course, Z you know, Zod's bloodline reaches way far back. Right. Do we do we find out what Doomsday is? Like, is he a biological creation? Is he a creature from another planet? I, I feel like he was a biological oh. creation. I can't remember. They no, sent him in space? No, no, no. He was a biological creation created on a prehistoric uh, Krypton. Okay. Like, way back when. And, of course, the scientists kept, like, you know, you know, trying to create the ulti an ultimate life form. And, you know, to prevent... They were thinking of different ways of, like, changing its genetic structure uh -huh. to the point where it could... Where if it if it was injured or mortally wounded one way, it wouldn't hurt it again. So it's like, yeah, you got one shot to, like, destroy his entire body or else you're dead. Yeah, adapts. Okay, yeah, because at the end of this, he wakes up. I'm like, ah, shit. I was mad as hell the first time I saw that he was back. And... I was like, well, that was all for nothing. But then again, they brought Superman back too. But what well, as as it came more and more into the storyline, I think they ended up with like Doomsday Wars. There's multiple Doomsdays. Am I correct? Uh, there were like weaker clones of Doomsday, yeah. yeah. But uh, it did go to where Superman would travel to Apocalypse even and even <laughs> had to help Darkseid out because Darkseid got his ass kicked. By oh, Superman. really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it got nuts. Uh, but yeah, no. It, again, along the way, it showed the great qualities of Superman that make you love and admire him, and you wish that it was portrayed right on the big screen. So yeah. hopefully, with the success of the DC movies, uh, you know we can get Man of Steel too. It's like yeah, there's that rumor that Henry Cavill's not being Superman anymore, but there's nothing concrete. There's nothing no. official. Well, it all depends on what's going on with Flash. I don't see. I think they're worried now because they were going to do Flashpoint to reboot everything. Ooh. The problem is now uh -huh. you have potentially three big movies that they're going to have trouble explaining if you reboot the universe. Like, okay, why is Batman and Superman different, but Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam, and 
uh, Aquaman, Aquaman arms, same. you know, so or you know, or the Flash. Like this doesn't make any sense to us. So I think DC is a little like frustrated because they don't know what direction to go. I say they skip the whole fucking Flashpoint storyline period and just create a new Flash movie. that's just a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, Ezra Miller himself, like, well, the reason why there was the delay on filming, one, he was finishing up uh, Fantastic Beasts. Right. And he's also working on a script with Grant Morrison for the Flash movie. Plus, they got new directors, which the guys who did Game Night, which is truly a, a fantastic, exciting film. Yeah. Well, like I said, hopefully the directors will see eye to eye on this on this part of the script as well. So. Yeah, because I'm tired I mean, of hopefully the they can all compromise. I want to see a Flash movie. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't fuck up. No. Uh, he does want to go for like a darker, serious, a little darker, serious tone of Flash. But uh, I'm just hoping nothing too dark and serious. Right. Maybe more like the Jeff, just to... the Jeff Jones run of The Flash is perfect. Mark Wade, I'll take that too. But they had a lot of fun, but at the same time, like, really complex. What was dark and complex were the villains, not the Flash. Yeah, I think that's what Flash wants to go with. He wants to go with, like, darker villains. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping Ezra Miller goes for. Um, so <clears> I guess <throat> that's it. We're almost to an hour. Um, everybody check us out on Facebook under Retro Rocket Entertainment or Back in Tunes, which is our... You know, I'm giving you too many options. Fuck it. Just go for Retro Rock Entertainment. I got to streamline this shit. I've been talking to someone lately, and I've been trying to figure out. You and I talked about doing a whole new show where we combined all of it together. And frankly, oh, yeah. and frankly, I think it's getting closer to that time because I feel like I have too many shows going. The quality is really all over the place. People are lost. I don't know what to do. Five but years they're not into, in the land of the lost. No, it's five, five years into this, and I'm just like frustrated because I'm like, oh, I went to the wrong direction too long, or did I make the right decision? I don't know what to do. I would love to be able to do one long show, like a two-hour show, where it's a mixture of older episodes that we loved, get rid of the shitty old episodes that didn't go well, or just not interesting, and mix it in with a similar topic, you know, a new episode. So an hour of new episode, an hour of like a classic episode, make a big show, I'm not sure. Ugh. Yeah, no, like I said, if anything, yeah, like break it up into different segments. Just like what they do. It's like, okay, we're done talking on this part. Now we're going to this part of the episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I attempted yeah. it years ago when we did Retro Rocket uh, Radio, I think is what we called it. We did like 12 or 13 episodes like that where we just discussed like all the new topics in the world. And we had fun mm-hmm. doing that, but it was dated. See, I rerun these episodes and they usually have a burn life of a month each time I uh, air it. Whereas the new show had at best a week and you can never re-air it because it's just it's of that moment. So I don't I don't know what to do, dude. Mm. Like I said I know we'll come up with, you'll come up with, we'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll It'll brainstorm. Okay. Um, Time is on my side. No, it's not. We're we're getting old. Okay. <laughs> well, All right, damn it. Okay, I was trying to be very. But podcasts podcasting is forever. This exists <laughs> on the internet. It's forever. So long after we're both dead, generations later they'll discover this show. Mm-hmm. And then they'll create AI based on our voice patterns. Oh, yeah, we'll and continue. We'll oh, my God. We'll live forever. Oh, I can be a robot. What would your What would your robot name be? Oh, God. Rex817. Okay. I will be uh, my classic name, Kung Fu Monkey Bot. I am, a, I am a robot monkey that is designed to have the greatest fighting skills on the planet. But I decided that since I'm a rebellious teenage robot, I'm going to sit around and hang out with my other robot friends and play video games. Yeah. Frustrating everybody at the lab. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I want. To, I do want to say one thing. Since yeah, what's up? You know, we're talking about Superman stuff. Like, well, I hope none of this has put you off from flying. So, statistically speaking, it's still the safest way to travel. <laughs> Can you read my mind, Jacob? Hold on. I'm thinking. Okay, you're thinking about pizza rolls. 
No. Hey, what a coincidence. So I was I. just thinking how ridiculous it was in the, the first movie where she had that thing where she was like, can you read my mind? Do you know how amazing you are? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm just thinking about pizza rolls and yeah. I have to throw that joke in. You got to burn a lot of, you gotta burn a lot of calories flying around. Sorry, Lois. All right, everybody. That is it for us here. Have a good night. All right. And don't forget, be excellent to each other. <laughs>